Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Dan Granger. Dan Granger is founder and CEO of Oxford Road, the leading independent audio agency in the U.S. Oxford Road has helped hundreds of DTC companies scale their efforts in audio using podcasts, radio streaming, connected voice, and more. By offering the combined capabilities of media, analytics, and creative development, Oxford Road guarantees superior performance for brands that qualified for their services. Oxford Road was named among Inc.'s 500 fastest-growing private companies and has supported the growth of over 12 unicorn companies, private companies valued over $1 billion to date. Through Oxford Road, Dan publishes weekly newsletter, The Influencer, and is host of the Media Roundtable, carried by Podcast One. As a founding partner of the Media Roundtable, Dan has been leading the way to mobilize marketers to promote truth and civility in ad-supported media. He is also the creator of Audiolytics, a creative analytics process proprietary to Oxford Road to drive maximum performance. His writing and thought leadership have been featured in such publications as USA Today, The Wall Street Journal, The Hill, Digiday, Business Insider, The Drum, Adweek, and The New York Post. Well, good afternoon, Dan. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is amazing, Dan. I appreciate you jumping on. And what's really cool is not only do I get to speak you know, across the, the mic, essentially across the room virtually, but uh, I get to speak to another fellow podcaster, which is always great. Um, this is just makes things a little bit easier and, and it kind of puts me in the flow, so to speak. So, so Dan, let's just jump right into these questions. You've got quite the career in media marketing, and now you're the founder and CEO of Oxford Road. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure. Um, so the the secret for me, I think, is just to follow my passions first and foremost. I mean, look, we are all made unique. We are all made special. We're all weirdos in different ways. And, you know, I, I don't think you can have success, real success, if you don't know yourself and take into account what you were made for, because it's different than everybody else. And so I, you know, the less you can shoehorn yourself into what you think is the quote unquote right career path, I think the one that it feels best to you is usually the best one. And then it makes it a little bit easier to push through uh, when you're tested on that path. And, and certainly in my career, um, you know, most of it has been predicated on driving growth for organizations. And we're in this, you know, kind of performance ecosystem where you you eat what you kill. And so there is always an expectation of performance and growth. Uh, and and so the fact that I like the, the type of work that we do and it's interesting to me, um, I think that has kept me hungry and motivated to push through and, and just, you know, refuse to surrender at times that it, it might be tempting to. Um, and to stay engaged with it, you know, I think as the industry evolves and as my passions evolve, um, I try to I try to follow my nose, so to speak, and and be open to um, where my gut is leading me. And what I'm finding is the more I give myself permission to do that, the more the business benefits downstream. I love that, and you're right that again, you share the same sentiment as others on the podcast, and I'm sure guests on your show about the passion and the things that juices them every day to uh, keep on going, especially when there are times where you just don't feel like, you know, jumping out of the bed in the morning. So I appreciate the share on that. Thank you. You're very welcome. So let's talk a little bit about the pandemic, Dan. It's starting to lift, hopefully, and we kind of want to know what your plans for business growth going forward 
And will it be any different than the last, let's say, 15 months? Uh, you know, everything has changed and nothing has changed, like always, right? Mm -hmm. um, for for us, um, you know, because we have such a focus on helping direct-to-consumer brands, first and foremost, that's been our, you know, our forte, uh, leverage channels like audio and specifically podcasts to, to grow their customer acquisition programs. Um, we had a good year. We had a growth year last year. We're on track to Eclipse. Uh, the growth rate that we saw last year. So, you know, we're, we're in a good spot. We don't really need to change a lot, just continue to refine what we do. And, you know, I think the, the good things that we were able to derive from the pandemic, I don't want to diminish how hard it's been for so many people, but, you know, fortunately in our case, um, the business was able to maintain and grow. But, you know, in the midst of that, I think just the the focus that everyone had, some of the efficiencies that we gained, I think that we were able to advance the agency by leaps and bounds. Uh, from an infrastructure standpoint, we're able to uh, land a lot of good talent uh, with people looking for forward-facing groups that were a little bit future-proofed, which I think our focus on podcasts has allowed us to do. So we're going to keep that going. Now, what I will say to call back to what we were talking about earlier is, you know, uh, I, I saw the pandemic hit and I saw um, that for the first time, at least that as long as I've been paying attention, our country had a real national crisis and we didn't pull together. That was a big disappointment to me. Mm -hmm. And, and I wanted to know, okay, um, this is a, to me, this is one of the existential threats that we face as a country. Uh, if, if, if our Republic is going to survive, I think we need to figure out how to functionally collaborate across differences and polarization is a real problem. So, you know, I'm talking about following my nose. I saw that as a problem. I didn't know exactly what part media had to play in it, but I knew we were, you know, we were playing a part. And so I started this podcast last year. We called it the divided states of media this year. We have uh, rebranded it and launched it uh, in tandem with a broader initiative called the media Roundtable. And what, what we did was listen to people on both sides of the aisle, talk about how we got so polarized, what we're contributing to it in media and how we can start to walk it back. And I mean, we had, unbelievable perspectives, um, you know, people on CNN and Fox News, you know, Washington bureau chiefs. We had uh, Democrats and Republicans. We had uh, Bob Garfield with New York Public Radio at the time and Newt Gingrich two weeks back to back. Couldn't be more different in their perspectives. Um, but we got to, you know, it was very, very educational. And what I uh, what I got to see is that you know, part of the reason we're so divided is there's there's an ecosystem um, that rewards noise, it rewards attention, and polarization gets attention, treating your uh, the people who you disagree with as enemies rather than uh, just people with you know people with whom we have disagreements uh, has really taken hold and become a profitable business. And we've been trading in that, I think unknowingly or at least not consciously in media for a long time it's reached a boiling point and we need to create some standards and protocols that advertisers can use so that they're not contributing to the problems that are starting to erode trust 
between Americans and American institutions. And there's a lot that we can bring to the table as content creators and as marketers. And so we launched this initiative called the Media Roundtable to help um, mobilize marketers to advance truth and civility in media. And it folds very neatly into something that advertisers know that they need, which is brand safety and suitability. Those are big words right now, very important to everybody. But the fact is we have been able to launch uh, the industry's leading solutions for brands to address safety and suitability because of our pursuit of uh, understanding polarization and figuring out how we can be a change agent for good in that. So it was a long journey uh, and it's going to be a long journey as we continue to try to reprogram some of the incentive structures in the media ecosystem. Um, but it's uh, certainly a rewarding one, an important one, and, and something I feel very good about. And I think probably wouldn't have happened for us in the same way that it has had there not been a 2020 uh, to make us look at things a little bit different. You're absolutely right. And I love the journey that uh, you just took us and our audience through on that because you're absolutely right. And, and it doesn't happen just in America, but it does. It's it's pretty polarized here in America, I would say. And I would I would give the media 80% of the credit on this. Um, you, know, you can say blame if you want, but um, you're right that they're, you know, trying to um, overhype uh, over uh, sensationalize things. And, and that just does not help the situation when two people uh, could be just neighbors and have just a simple disagreement and it's turned into something worse. So I appreciate the share and uh, very interested to following your podcast. So Dan, let's talk a little bit about technology now. Um, sure. I'm just curious if you're leveraging any new or emerging tech within your tech stack or your business. If not, maybe there's a tool, a cool tool or an app that you're using. Sure. Well, there's a couple of things that we've been working on. Um, one is that we have a proprietary process called Audiolytics that allows us to uh, frame out an ad and basically evaluate it based on nine key components that should be present. If you're looking for any, you know, we use it for audio, but the truth is you could use it for anything. You do it for an email. You could do it if you're doing a dating profile. Uh, it could be if you're asking somebody permission for something, you can use this framework because we have identified the, the nine key components that will drive human behavior. And within those, we have 71 subcomponents that we've identified. And we can actually score a piece of creative using this framework and optimize it based on uh, what's missing. Um, we're actually working with uh, some third parties, one of which is um, Marpipe, which is a multivariate ad tech platform that allows us to take these small subcomponents or, or even the key components and run multivariate experiments um, in a digital environment so that you can take a more granular approach to optimization that you know a long-form channel like audio just doesn't really allow for. You can't really do multivariate testing right now uh, effectively in an environment like podcasts. So we're going to other venues to use our Audiolytics framework 
and and tools like Marpipe to be able to validate those things and then carry the learnings back to audio. That's pretty cool. Uh, second thing along the lines of brand safety and suitability is that we are uh, working with transcription technologies that can create risk profiles of different programs and, and uh, some amount of content ratings um, using transcriptions so that we can make sure that uh, an advertiser is able to make sure that that which they sponsor um, is in line with their brand values. And the last one I want to mention is Ad Fontes Media, who's a partner of ours um, with the Media Roundtable and with Oxford Road. And what Ad Fontes does is they have a, a system that rates the news. They rate for bias and reliability and a few other uh, variables embedded within those. You can learn all about it at adfontesmedia.com. And we actually partnered with them to launch the media bias chart for the podcast industry. So now if you go to Apple, the top 200 news podcasts or news adjacent using opinion or things like that, but Apple calls it news. So we have the top 200 plotted on the chart, which now advertisers can go to. And we're kind of at the tip of the spear with this uh, so that we can actually make sure that we are doing media planning in accordance with the values of a brand, knowing that many of them prioritize um, factual reporting um, and and civility, uh, less hostility, less bias. Uh, that can now be accounted for using a third-party tool and overlaid into the media plans uh, that we're promoting. And and that's not something specific to Oxford Road. We, we encourage everybody to be using that. But I think those are some of the advancements that are, are new and exciting in my world. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that, Dan. I think that's going to help things, I think, uh, go in a more positive direction. And I definitely want to get uh, that out to our audience. And, and maybe we can start to leverage and, and use some of those tools to make it a better place. So thank you. So, Dan, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in media or entrepreneurship? You know, with entrepreneurship, I think it's it's kind of straightforward if there's something that applies to everybody, which is find the thing that made you weird as a kid, get somebody to pay you money to, to continue to do that, and then never quit. Um, as far as media... I think this is very important. You know, if you go to OxfordRoad.com and you sign up for our newsletter, which is called The Influencer, we put something at the bottom of every weekly edition. And it says influence responsibly. Influence responsibly. We all want to increase our influence. We all want to do more. We all want to get somewhere. And when you're dealing with communication at scale, which is what the media business fundamentally is, you can choose to take shortcuts. You can choose to take low hanging fruit and you have the ability to hurt people and make it look like you're a big success and you're helping people. People will compliment you even though you're poisoning the culture. Um, I would encourage anyone who's doing that um, to take that very, very seriously. Don't look at it like you're getting into entertainment just to entertain people and get eyeballs. Uh, look at it like, um, the future of our society uh, can be influenced by the decisions that you make and that you want to do it because you want to help people, uh, not because uh, you want to just take, you want to make some deposits along the way. So that would be my advice for anybody looking at media. Uh, we need some quality control in a major way, and we need uh, uh, more loving missionaries and less um, exploitative capitalists. 
like your message there. Definitely need people to come to the table and, and work out those differences. And like I said, we if, if we can't get the media to kind of calm down a little bit and quit overhyping, then we just got to start using the tools. So Dan, I certainly appreciate your sharing on that. And lastly, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Bye for now. 